Hey everyone, welcome to the Within Her Soul podcast. I'm Jordan. And I'm Sydney. And we are two Jesus-loving women who have a lot to say about living as Christians in this modern day world. We deep dive into tough to talk about topics that we know you're battling with. We expose all things relationships, soul care, sex, healing from your past, and more. We give practical advice in these areas, but also share comedic stories of our own lessons learned and normalize what being a Christian woman in today's society is really like. So buckle up, friend. It's going to get real, real quick. Welcome back to the Within Her Soul podcast. We are so glad that you are here with us once again. Today, we're talking all about friendship, but specifically like navigating kind of like the loss of a friendship or maybe like walking away from a friendship when you know that it's not a godly relationship or it doesn't serve you anymore and how to do that with love and with grace and really how to choose and kind of know like which friendships are serving you and which ones just probably aren't the best for you anymore. So yeah, I think this is super, you know, applicable to so many women because we all go through this, right? Like we all struggle with friendship sometimes. And I think that a lot of girls, you know, struggle with staying in friendships that they feel like they may not necessarily are supposed to still be in. I said that weird, but because they either feel trapped or they don't know that it's an option to leave the friendship. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And so we're here today to kind of help you in that and help you understand that you can do what's best and what's healthy for you. And that you don't, you're not trapped inside a friendship that no longer serves you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel like this topic is a little sensitive for for me too, because with friends, I feel like I've always been the one that like, doesn't want to lose any friends ever. Like it almost feels like I did something wrong when this happens, you know, and it's something that I've learned over time. And just with age of that, it is okay to lose friends and it's going to happen. And it doesn't necessarily mean that even something went wrong because sometimes that's not the case because sometimes you do just drift away. Sometimes just season of life is different, especially whenever you like meet friends through the workplace. Like when you leave the workplace, you know, sometimes you're not as close as you used to be and like things like that. But I have had some situations where I had to leave a friendship and it was so incredibly hard and I still to this day would never want to do it again. It's like the most uncom. It's it's so interesting because like ending a like or like breaking up with a guy is a little different because you're just kind of like you either are gonna find your forever or you're not. And it's kind of like when you meet guys or you're dating and you break up, you're just kind of like, okay, that was meant to happen. But with friends, you really don't ever expect friendships to end because they they can go on forever. You can have multiple friendships that last forever. But once you find someone and you like think you're going to be friends forever. And then all of a sudden you realize that they're, it's not working or you see there's bad habits involved or it's toxic or whatever it might be. I don't know the the breakup quote unquote would, you know, be a little harder. It is a little different. And it's something that for me, I struggled with because I, I will consistently stay. I will keep trying. I will kind of push aside or make justifications for it. And this actually happened to me out of a relationship or a friendship. Sorry. I want to make sure I distinguish the two. Um, this happened um, with a friendship I had at a high school and we were just not doing good things, still partying and things like that. But it was also very possessive. It was very like, you're only my friend and my friend only all the things. And I kind of liked that for a little bit because it made you feel good to have like that best friend. But then I was losing all my other friends. 
it was still leading me to do things that weren't right because I just wanted to be close with her and be friends with her. And so I really felt convicted and I had to leave that relationship. And it was like, it was like something just consistently tugged on my heart every time we would do something that I really didn't want to do, but I was doing it just to be in her friend group, that kind of thing. It was just like a pull on my heart every time. And I remember leaving this relationship feeling so terrible, like so terrible, feeling like I was the worst person in the world. And she made me feel that way, of course, because sometimes it's not received well. No one likes to feel rejected. And I see that now um, with it being years later, but it was hard. It was seriously one of like the hardest seasons that I went through out of high school. And I didn't go to college like all my friends. So like I was just longing for that, that like friendship and I had to walk away from it. And so I've been there, but I see all the benefits of it now. And I don't mean that in a harsh way at all, but just seeing how me walking away was actually a good thing in that time and being able to look back and say, okay, that was a godly conviction in my heart that I needed to remove myself from that environment and that friendship. Cause it was, it was very toxic, but. Right. So was there like, just like a flat out conversation at some point where y'all, you were like, okay, this friendship is over. We're parting ways or like, how yeah. exactly does that work? Yeah. And this is something that even means that we're talking about beforehand. Like, I don't think there's like this one way to do this with your friends. Cause I, I definitely think sometimes even drifting apart and never talking about what happened, there's a lot of resentment and questions. And like, there's some friends where I'm like, I have no idea what happened to us, you know? And that doesn't set right either, you know, but with this particular scenario, I was very honest. And honestly, the honesty part hurt the worst because I had to be so honest that it could come off hurtful, but I didn't know how else to explain why I was going to pull back without that honesty. And did it hurt? Yes. Could I possibly hurt her feelings? Absolutely. But I do think there was some honor that I did love her as a friend. And I felt she deserved to know why I was going to stop hanging out, why I was going to stop inviting her, you know, on trips with me and things like that, because it, it just got to the point where I could not sustain that friendship anymore with feeling the way that I was. And like I said, I, I definitely feel like there's also room for, for friendships to mend and be honest and see if they're willing to meet you, you know, where you're at. I'm not saying you have to like blow off every friend that's not in your season. I want to make that really clear. And we'll go into that in a little bit, but there had to been a moment for her where she would be willing. And there wasn't, it was like just attack, you know? And so it's like, I think it's hard. It's just communication for sure. There was a conversation and that's just what I had to do in that moment. And it was, it was the best thing for me at that time. So I think that's just kind of where I was and making those decisions, but it was hard because the whole world knew we were best friends. And so it was kind of awkward, the whole world of being dramatic, but we just posted (laughs) and we, we just posted every day together. We did everything together and we wanted everyone to know about our friendship. And so it was, it was definitely one of those, I felt like a breakup. It really did, but it was needed. Yeah. And I think we should talk about it for a second. Like just because, you know, we're not in a friendship with someone anymore, like doesn't mean that we hate them. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't mean that we're mean to them. Like, and I guess like we don't even have to use the word necessarily of like, I'm no longer in this friendship because 
we can be friends with everybody in the world. Like we can be loving and kind from a distance, but we're just not close friends. Like these people are no longer in our friendly. Like you can be friendly without being in close proximity or in a close, close circle of friends. Right. Cause yeah. obviously as Christians, we're called to love everyone. And yeah. so, you know, it doesn't mean that when you see that friend in target that you like hide and run the other way, like say, Hey, how are you? Like act yeah. normal and show them love just like you would any yeah. other time. And I think yeah. that's easier to do when you have handled it well. I think when you like never talk again and you're just kind of like you, you have that bitterness in you that's when things get really awkward and you're like, oh my gosh, I hope I don't see them or I hope we never bump into each other, you know? And I definitely feel like having that communication where hopefully it just ends well, that would be the the best scenario. Then that way you can be friendly and you can move on in your separate ways. Um, but I do, I think either way it's hard. It's like, it's uncomfortable and anything that's uncomfortable is not going to feel good, but like, like I was saying, sometimes it's just needed and you have to take the uncomfortable route so that you don't get yourself into any harm or trouble or, you know, anything else that could potentially happen that gave you the godly conviction in the first place. But yeah, I totally agree. And I, I kind of feel like we should go into, you know, some of the different reasons, like why mm-hmm. a friendship may not be healthy for you anymore. And you kind of touched on a few, you said like that particular friendship was super possessive. It was to the point where like, you couldn't have any other friends or there was jealousy when you were going to do anything else. And that's not healthy. Like we all know that, you know, I've seen other friendships where there's been just like a jealousy between the two. Like if you feel Mm -hmm. like there's like a constant jealousy or like comparison or what's the word I'm looking for passive aggressiveness. Like if you feel like there's, you know, these constant like jabs, like they're jabbing you, but like, Hey, they're kind of like joking. Well, no, friends don't do that to each other, you know? And then in the opposite light, you know, I have really, God has really blessed me with some great friendships. Jordan's being one of them of like, you know, and giving me the opportunity to see what a friendship truly should be. And like, it truly is that you lift each other up and like you have each other's best interests at heart. Yeah. And, you know, like, and I know that if I talk to Jordan about something, like she genuinely has my best interests and she wants what's best for me. And I know for a fact that if I ever tell her some exciting news or something like that, she's not going to be jealous of me or just wish that she had that for herself instead. You know what I mean? Like she genuinely like, will be happy for me. And I have a good praise God, like a good handful of girlfriends that are this way now. And so, yeah. Yeah. When I also think something that is to remember is, and I will be the first to say that I did not follow these guidelines (laughs) until probably these past two years of my life. But like, you'll realize that as you get older, Because when you get out of high school and you're in college, there isn't a lot of uh, seriousness happening in your life. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of, you know, and I I mean, I know everyone's life is different, but in that kind of season, I was just all down for a good time, you know, so I was around friends that were allowing me to have a good time. But then as you get older, you realize that, you know, I wish I had genuine friends that I could be myself around, that I didn't have to drink around to have fun, or I didn't have to, you know, pretend I was someone else to feel accepted. I could truly express my, my weaknesses and my flaws and my fears and all the things and then pour into me. And I think sometimes we look at our friend group and it's just, who can I, who can 
uh, entertain me? Who can give me a good time? And that's because that's what we're so used to when we're kids. You know, when we're children, we don't have the seriousness of life that we realize that we actually do need people for. You need that community. If you only have a group of girls that you go party with, but they can't be there for you on certain aspects of your life, whether you're keeping it hidden or because they just don't make that a priority, that's when I would start to evaluate, you know, your friend group, because I had that. I had girls that would show up for me on a Saturday night to go to Fry Street, but not the ones that would come over when I'm really not in a good place, you know? And it's just figuring out those priorities and friendships and knowing, is this, and like Sid would say, is this serving me? And and am I serving them? Like, is there an actual equal exchange in realness between two people or are we just partying and doing all the light stuff and the, you know, the fun stuff, because it that's easy, you know, but finding friends who will be so honest with you about your flaws, like me and Sid's friendship, truly, like even going into quote unquote, like business ministry together, we've had, like, I think there's been more love in our relationship because of the hard conversations, you know, like, I know I can be 100% real with you. And you, sometimes you don't get that with friends. You don't get that with a lot of people. And so I definitely think finding those people that are able to do that with you is super important. But yeah. I completely agree. And I was just going to say like the best friendships are the ones where you can have fun together, clean, godly fun. Yeah. (laughs) And also like be there for each other. Like me and Jordan have always been able to like have fun and like be silly and like hear yeah. laughing together and like also, you know, really be there for each other. And that is just like, even so when good. it is. Yeah. And even when it is uncomfy, like those yeah. are the hard times, but it's something that when I look at my friend group, every friend that I actually would say, like, these are my like go-tos. I've had an uncomfy conversation with them at some point. And I think it just shows you that when you can be real with someone and be honest That's when, and that's even in like relationships with like your spouse, like if you can't actually be yourself and and talk about your needs and wants and fears and all the things that, or any confrontation, then what is that? Like, what kind of relationship is that? And so I do think there's a lot of surface level friendships because we're so scared to have those uncomfortable uh, conversations because we're scared that they'll leave or it will end badly. And I think the friendships that are meant to be in your circle, they will, you'll get past it. You'll, you'll go through it. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'll be the first to say, I hate those conversations. Like I hate (laughs) when you have to have any type of confrontation, but it truly does. Like it's either going to make your friendship better Or it's going to, you know, get you to a point where you see like, okay, like maybe we just need to distance ourselves. And that's okay because we, I always think about this, like we human beings are such complex individuals with all types of thoughts and feelings, emotions, actions, this, 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 this. And like for us to work in sync together, like so much has to be on, you know what I mean? Like so much has to be on point and you're not meant to be the perfect fit for everybody. And for some people, you'll be a great fit for a certain season. You know, I truly believe that. And this is the other point I wanted to make. Like, I truly believe that God brings different friendships into our lives for different seasons. You know, I had a good group of girlfriends that I was friends with while I was single. 
and we were pretty much all single. And that was great because at that time, that's what I needed. I needed girlfriends that like understood where I was and that I could hang out with while all my other friends were with their husbands and their babies at night. You know what I mean? And so like that served its purpose then. And now in married life, we have more friendships with like other married couples. And so, yeah, I think that we've got to get comfortable with the fact that our friendships are going to kind of go in waves and seasons. And it doesn't mean that we don't like the person anymore or, you know, any of those things, but it just means that we're not as close with them now. And that's okay. You know, I mean, even Jordan and I have gone through seasons. I mean, first of all, we live like eight hours apart from each other. (laughs) Yeah, There's been seasons where like when we did network marketing together, we talked constantly all day, every day. And then like we went for a couple of years with just sporadically like following each other on social media and keeping up with each other's lives. And then all of a sudden it's okay, we're supposed to do a ministry together. (laughs) Like we reconnect and that's for this season for this reason. Yeah. And so, so yeah, like, I think it's just important to get comfortable with, you're not always going to be buddy, buddy with the same exact people. And that is okay. Like release the control to God. Yeah. And I actually was thinking about this too, that I even have friendships that I felt like I was left because they were getting married and things like that. And back then I was so offended by this. I was like, so hurt and growing up seeing that. And so if you're, if you're younger, if you're going through this and I'm not even that old, but I'm saying like 18 to like 23, like that was really a phase for me where I thought everyone would stay single. My entire group got married. I was like, so confused. I was like, what's happening. I thought we were like supposed to do this after 25, but my whole (laughs) friend group did that so early. And so I just say, I say younger, meaning young adult. And like, now that I'm almost 30, you know, there's like that a lot happens after 25, actually, I would say like, yeah. like age wise, but anyways, yeah. but when everyone else was getting married and, you know, finding their best friend and their spouse, they weren't going out partying and like, and having those girls night every night or every weekend, like, you know, and I think for me, it was a reminder that, you know, you do drift from, from certain friends and seasons, but it does take two people to keep that friendship alive. And that is okay too, to like communicate that if you really feel like that friendship is valuable. And if it doesn't, and it does drift apart, don't take that as a personal offense because just like Sid said, friendships go in waves and seasons. And there's some friends where I haven't talked to them in a little bit, but then all of a sudden we're going to go meet up for dinner. And now we're like rekindled all over again. Yeah. You know, it's like taking that pressure away of it being a, a personal attack mm-hmm. and realizing that if it's someone that you really do value, express that. Say, I know you're about to get married. I know that you're going to be so busy. You guys might start a family soon. I want to, I want to cherish our friendship. I want to make it to where we talk once a week. I mean, even me and Nina with her being in Florida, it would be so easy for our friendship to drift. And that was one thing we communicated to each other was like, we're not, we're not going to not be friends just because you're moving to Florida and starting your life there. And it's going to be completely different now. We prioritize each other. So it's just to say, like, you don't have to freak out if all your friends are getting married. But if they're if they're genuine people for you, just know there's effort behind that on both ends. And if they're both willing to make effort on both ends, then you're good. You guys are going to stay friends. And it's a it's a healthy environment to be in. But right. 
friends are hard. It's like you, you either are going to make that effort or there's going to be some that don't, that don't make it. And so it's just taking a deep breath and knowing that it's not always all personal. Um, yeah. And you made me think of another point, like when you mentioned, you know, sometimes out of the blue, we'll go out to dinner with a girlfriend that we haven't seen in a while. And, you know, I feel like when that happens, a lot of times we can have the best of intentions of like, oh my gosh, like we're going to stay in contact every day now. And then you kind of have this disappointment when that doesn't happen. But I think we also have to remember that our time and our energy are both finite. We do not have endless time or endless energy. And so we truly cannot be super close with everyone. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of girls, and I know in the past, I think I've felt this way. Like I feel like you want to be so close with Susie and Kayla and Jennifer and Rachel and blah, 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 like 20 people. And all of a sudden you're feeling so stressed out and pulled like all these different ways. Yeah. And then you really can't be there for anyone or pour into anyone because you're trying to be there for everyone. Yep. You know, I've definitely done this before. So I don't know. I feel like, you know, Jesus had his 12, like he was kind and loving to everyone and performed miracles and healed all the sick. But like he had his 12 that he really poured into, you know what I mean? If Jesus had 12, that means I can probably have like six tops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what? His 12 all had different, they weren't all the same role. You know, like he loved them all the same and he allowed them all in his circle, but he had a certain relationship with each of them in a different way that was special between them two, if that makes sense, yeah. you know? So yeah. I, I definitely agree with that though. And I think with friendships too, I, I feel like I've had to kind of give other people grace more often now because I I was very emotionally reactive. Like if I were to do this for them, they should do this for me. And you have to get out of that headspace because one, it's not true. Like everyone does things in a different way than you will do them. And when you start expecting people to do the things the way you do them, that there's problems. Take it from someone yeah. who's the queen of that. Um, but whenever you start allowing there to be grace, one, there's grace for you as well. Um, but you're able to just have, like I said, that honesty between two friends. So that way, if there is a little bit of gap, you're not freaking out. You're not having these blown out like panic attacks that you think you're losing all your friends, but you're able to like go back. And have that communication to say, I miss you. Let's hang out. When are you free? And there's not this drama behind it because it is so easy to allow that to happen. And I've done that myself. And I'm realizing that the more that I'm just open about how much I miss somebody, if, if that's really what's happening, instead of going immediate defense of like, they don't care about me. They haven't yeah. checked. I hate seeing that post. That's like, I see it all the time. That is like, you know who your true friends are, things like that. And it's like, I get it. But also it's like, why are we so, why is our first reaction to just dog somebody for not being your yeah. every moment when yeah. they're doing live too, they might feel the same exact way, you know? Yeah. So have grace and just be honest with your feelings. And I think more friendships will flourish in a healthy way if that happens, but also knowing is this friendship good for me? Like, are they doing things that would be pleasing to God? If you're here, you're a Christian, start looking at your friend group and saying, are they tempting me to sin on a daily basis? I'm not saying they have to be perfect, but are they, are they encouraging it? And are they f- finding it fun? Yeah. And that's that really harsh, like, yeah, look and saying, I need to be honest with where I'm at. And if they can't accept, accept me where I'm at, 
that's where we need to have that conversation of, is this where, is this the crowd I want to be hanging out in? Because you do become who you hang out with. It's scriptural. It talks about our community needing to be pure and of the Lord and pouring life into you. And so you can't have that, that straddle of like, well, they're good sometimes, but we still love to do this. Like you gotta, you gotta protect yourself with your friend group for sure. Well, I remember there was a time in my life when I had to distance myself from some friends because I was trying to get out of drinking so much. Yeah. Because like, I used to drink a lot and I still drink now, but in moderation in a healthy way, in a way that I believe the Lord is okay with. But at that time in my life, I really was struggling to get away from the like getting drunk on the weekends. Yeah. And I flat out just like had to stop hanging out with some of my friends for a while because that's what they were doing on the weekends. And it was hard, but you know, it was worth it. And now we've all kind of grown up and none of us are really doing that anymore. And like, we're back and we all hang out and all those, those things, but that's what needed to happen in that season. Yeah. And and perfect example that sometimes you might have a, a gap in some friendships, but that does not mean it doesn't come back after a season where now it just makes more sense in the season that you're in now, you yeah. know? Yeah. So I totally, yeah. totally agree with that. Well, and just another like example, I don't know why I feel like I need to say this specifically, but like if you are striving for purity and you're striving to not have sex outside of marriage, which mm. is what God calls us to as Christians is to wait until we are inside the covenant of marriage because that's where it's safe and you're hanging out with girls who are encouraging you to sleep with people, then that's not healthy for you. And that puts you in an extremely difficult position because sexual temptation is so real. I mean, God gave us the natural desire to want to have sex inside of a marriage, but even if you're not inside of a marriage, you can still be extremely tempted. And so if your friends who you're putting this love and this trust and this investment into are sitting there encouraging you to do it. That's going to make your journey a lot more difficult. So, and I think that goes with anything that around sin itself, like I said, none of us are perfect, but when you're noticing that they're choosing it willingly and they're encouraging it, or they don't see anything wrong with it, I think that's where you should have that kind of aha moment of, Hmm, okay. I know this isn't right and they're choosing it so willingly. And y'all, this does not mean you are bashing them, judging them or whatever, you know, and I know me and Sid have already made that clear, but as you're walking with Jesus and I just read this the other night, you cannot sit on the same fence with sin and the Lord. Now, do we sin? Yes, but you can't sit on it willingly. You can't choose sin and choose God at the same time. They don't, they don't go together. We live in a culture that allows us to do both and be okay with it. Like we're settling for that. Our friend groups are settling for that. And y'all, I was that I was going to church hungover. I went to church on the way to church, literally vomited on the way there. Now, does that mean I don't belong in church? Absolutely not. Like that's probably the best place for me to be. But if I'm trying to strengthen my walk with the Lord, I shouldn't hang out with people who are causing me to still do sinful things for entertainment, for fun, you know? And like I said, there is that fine line of just like seeing that for what it is and asking the Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do? Because there's a lot of friends that I grew with in that, in those seasons. And we both found Jesus together and we both said no to it together. And we're still great friends now. 
there's still some friends that are still doing the things that we were doing 10 years ago, you know, and it's just taking your kind of uh, inventory, I would say, and saying, okay, who am I going to, who am I growing with in my close circle? Who do I still reach out to check up on, maybe show up to a dinner or two every once in a while to catch up? And who do I need to be done with completely and have those conversations with? So there is no like equation, I think, that serves just one person. I do think it is a Holy Spirit led, have him convict you in wherever needs to happen and let him guide that. But most of the time, I think we know. I think you know in your heart where you're like, no, it's time, you know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So the first soul scripture that we have today is Proverbs 18, 24. It says, one who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but Mm. there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And so I just, you know, want to take a second and look at that word unreliable, one who has unreliable Mm. friends. Like, are your girlfriends unreliable? Are they the type of friends that Jordan was talking about where they'll show up to party with you on the weekends, but when you need them, they're not there. You know, when the word tells us right here that a true friend sticks closer than a brother. So these are the girls that are there for you through thick and thin, and they truly want the best for you. Yeah. Mm. This one, I think I've actually, I've read Proverbs a lot, but I've never focused on this one, but the unreliable friend, I think this is something to remember too, that those are the wishy-washy ones where sometimes you feel like you guys are besties. Other times they're not doing things that make you feel good. Like, Because there are friends like that where you're like, man, when we're good, we're good. But when we're bad, we are bad, you know, and I've had a lot of those friends in my life where I hold on to those because I hold on to those those good moments. But it, it says that like a true friend is closer than a brother, meaning there shouldn't be those now with our siblings, you know, that's questionable. But in the word, it's talking about there's so much love there that you don't question your, your relationship with them. You don't question if they like you or how they think about you, or if they're talking behind your back, you know, when you're not there, like all those things, Oh, I've gone through all of those things and it's not fun. So it's a good one. The next one is first Corinthians 15, 33. And it says, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. And this is very plain as day saying you might have the best character and you're telling yourself, well, I don't do those things, you know, like I'm going, but I don't do it. Well, it's just a reminder that bad company will soon corrupt your character because you're, you're still surrounding yourself in that environment. So that's kind of what we were talking about earlier is when you're having these friends that aren't following the Lord or aren't doing the things that you're being convicted of doing, like I said, I'm not saying you shun them or leave them or just peace out on them, but how much time are you spending with them? And are they encouraging you to strengthen your walk with the Lord? Because at the end of the day, that's truly what matters here on earth is your relationship with Jesus and more helping more people do the same. So just remind yourself that as you're going through this, if you're newly in your walk and you're trying to figure out that way to go, just know that who you hang out with is truly normally who you become and who you're influenced by. And so it's hard. It's a hard split sometimes, but it's worth it because then you'll find people who are in your lane and those kind of friendships, godly friendships are the most rewarding thing I've ever experienced, especially from coming from two sides of not having them and having them now. So yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I agree. And then 
you know, Proverbs 13, 20 is super similar. It says, walk with the wise and become wise for a companion of fools suffers harm. So same exact thing there. Yeah. Same thing. The last one is a little bit more (laughs) happier, but it says Ecclesiastes four, nine through 10 says two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up, but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them. So just a reminder that like, Sid was saying in the very beginning, we're not only called to be friends with Christians. Like we're not only supposed to stay in our little cliques. Like when someone falls, we're supposed to always lend our hand out. But it's just a reminder that you're not supposed to entertain friendships that are not causing you to glorify God. Like we are supposed to be pouring life into each other and finding people who will pour life into us. So be in community with that, but always be that friend that does help someone back up. Always be the encouraging word to somebody. Always show that side of Jesus that you have in your heart. Because I do think that's what turns people to Jesus in those moments. But guard yourself because like I said, it's that fine line of are you sitting on their fence with them or are you just uh, doing your best just to be friendly and be like Jesus and be kind? Because it's sometimes easier to entertain it with them. And then you fall into sin with them and you're tempted. And then, yeah. you know, you're, you're, you battle that back and forth. So yeah, I, oh, I yeah. Say, ask the Lord for help in that. Cause it is, it's hard. Well, yeah. Like to what you just said, like, there's been so many times when like I've left hanging out with friends or something. And I think back and I'm like, why did I talk like that? Yeah. <clears throat> like, why did I say that? Like, why was I cussing like that or whatever? Yeah. Like, oh. That's literally not me. And it may not be them either. Right. But it's, us together and we get together and it's like, that's not healthy. That's not, that's not godly. I feel so led to say this too, because yeah, we're talking about drinking and cussing and things that are so obvious, but gossip y'all I have sometimes where I get together and all we are is talking about other people. And when I'm in my other friend groups and things, we don't do that. So whenever I'm doing that with certain people and I'm like, this doesn't feel good. It's not that these are terrible people. And it's not that they might even notice that they're doing it. But when you don't have the Holy spirit that lives in you, your spirit interacts with that spirit and they don't feel good together. And that's when I was like, okay, I love these people. I don't want to ever break the, the I don't want to ever tear down the bridge between us because I care about them, but I can see the difference now. I, I can see where I want to have people pour into me and who I want to pour into me versus more acquaintances and more a little bit further distance from my heart, if that makes sense and not in a bad way, but that's so true. That. Yeah. When you get with the wrong crowd, you, you see, it's very clear as day. You're doing things you wouldn't normally do. And that's kind of like a red light indicator for you. If you're struggling with that. And the the longer that you walk with the Lord and the more that like we ask him to show us these scenarios, you will literally feel icky leaving the situation. Like I can literally feel it right now. Thinking about it, feel like gross and like heavy about it. And that that's how sin makes us feel as Christians. So if you ever feel that way, (laughs) you know, all we have to do, praise Jesus, Mm -hmm. is repent and say, Lord, I'm sorry. Like, I messed up. I do not need to be doing this way. Like, doing these things. Like, help me not to sin anymore. And he will help you do that. And he will, if you pray for godly Christian friends who don't gossip, who love the Lord and, like, just want to have positive, happy conversations and bring light into each other's lives and encouragement. You know, another verse says, um, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Like yeah. we want those types of friendships where we sharpen each other. And 
So all you have to do is ask God to bring those into your life and be patient when you ask for that, because it may take some time. I prayed for this for a long time, especially when I was in my season of singleness. Like I went through a long time where I was just lonely as heck. And the Lord finally brought... shouldn't say like the Lord finally, but to me, it felt like finally, like he eventually, finally, finally God. God, the Lord eventually in his timing, he knows what I meant, brought like, are you him. resentful down there? <laughs> Tell me how you really feel about it, Sid. Um, That's so good. The Lord eventually brought, you know, people for me for that season. And yeah. like, that was such a blessing. So you know, also, and if you haven't listened to it, it was like one of our first episodes talking about like uh, making sure that your season of waiting wasn't wasted. Yeah. If you're in a season mm-hmm. of waiting where you feel like you're praying for godly friendships or, you know, waiting for anything else, like try your best and ask the Lord to help you to wait in patience because he will bring what you need when you need it. Yes. He is your father. And just like any good parent, they know what their child needs before their child even asks usually. And so yeah. you've got to just trust that. I literally was about to just say, you took all the words right out of my heart. It was so good. I was literally about to say, it is way better to be lonely without friends than with a wrong crowd that causes you to stray from the Lord. Because first of all, the Lord is your friend, says that time and time again. And I know that might be an eye roll moment for someone who's like, okay, but have you ever lived without a friend? Because it is extremely hard. I have. (laughs) Yeah. And the Lord does comfort you and he can comfort you and he will comfort you. And I 1000% believe that with being in community with Jesus, you will be led to places that bring you friendships. And if you're not a part of a church and I like, I think this is what's hard. Sometimes we ask God to do things for us and we're not doing the basic things that he's already asked us to do. You know, we're yeah. like, oh, I'm so alone. I have no friends. Well, and I, I'm talking to myself, but you stay inside all day. You don't make effort to go meet people. You yeah. aren't in community at the church, you you know, and it's like, God's, I mean, he can, he might bring you some neighbor to the front door and hand you a cake that says, let's be friends. But also he might not where you have to go try. <laughs> You have to go be in community. You need to go get yourself in Facebook groups or uh, Bible studies or things like that. Like I've had so many people join even my local Bible study that don't know me at all. And they're just like, I'm desperate for friends. And I'm like, that is how you do it. Like that's taking that courage and just stepping out in faith because God could bring you literally your lifelong friend for the rest of your life with just that little faith and courage. And so that's good. I think being able to ask for the Lord and be okay with that waiting season until you do find genuine friendships is so worth it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, like you just made the point of like getting involved in church. So that friend group that I was just telling you that like I prayed for while I was single, I ended up meeting them through a small group at church. And guess what? Like I was shaking in my boots, so nervous to go to church by myself to go to a small group by myself. Like I was so nervous, but I just had to do it because I knew like I had to make the choice to do things based on what I wanted, not how I felt in the moment. Yeah. Mm. You know, like I knew that having godly friendships would outweigh me being nervous right now in this moment to go somewhere by myself. Like, and, and look what, where you're at now. Like you think back, yeah. like, if I would have never done that, I would not have what I have right now with the girls that I am friends with yeah. right now. So. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Yep. Well, that kind of ties us into our soul assignment, which is basically, you know, 
one, first ask yourself how you can be a better friend this week. Because I do think it's easy to put the targets on our friends' backs and say, you haven't done this for me and you haven't done this for me. And I expected you to do this because I, like I said, I'm queen B over here and I'm working on that. And so ask yourself, how can I be a better friend? How can I turn the table and and serve them rather than waiting for them to serve me? And then Next would be, are there any friendships that need to be reevaluated? You know, it was while listening to this episode, did you have anything that was convicting you in that moment? And and ask yourself, is it time to make the split? Is it time to have the communication of where you're at in this season and um, or whatever it might be? But before you make that decision, I would say, go and pray. Ask for the Holy Spirit to give you the, the words to say. Golly, me and Sid pray this every time we do a podcast episode because you might think you have all the words and then you don't say it right or it comes off wrong. And so always ask the Holy Spirit to help you with that and just to speak to you if it's necessary. And he he'll he'll give you that guidance through that. So yeah. Do you want to pray us out? Sure, I can pray us out. Yeah, you do. Okay. Alrighty, dearly Father, Lord, we just thank you. Thank you so much for the women listening to this podcast. Thank you um, that me and Sid are even able to to get to do something like this. And we just pray over anyone who just feels one alone because they have no friends. If they feel like they would just long to have good, godly friendships that they can pour life into and vice versa, Lord, we just ask that you bring them those people. Um, Have those people show up and um, social media or through their church or through their neighborhood or whatever it might be, um, the gym, like wherever they're consistently at, or just have someone walk up to them and introduce themselves so that they know it's you. Um, give them the courage to do that with someone else if they feel led to go do that with someone else. Um, just bring them those friendships. And I also just pray over the women that are struggling with parting ways with friends that are not um, a good fit for them in this season. Um, Anyone who is just desperate to follow you, but also having to part ways with their, their past sin, sinful life or that, that group that is okay in sinning Lord, just give them the heart to have the conversations that they need to have in a, in a kind way, in a judge-free way, in the most compassionate way possible. We know that you ask us not to partner with sin. And so it is really hard when the people we love aren't on that page with us yet. And it is super hard. And so we just ask that you comfort them, give them guidance in this, give them the compassion and love that they need to be able to do this and just allow them to have peace with it. If that is um, what you're wanting them to do. We just thank you. We thank you that you give us community. We thank you that you give us um, godly friendships that pour life into each other and are able to go through hard seasons with. Um, And we're so thankful that you put that in your words so that we stick with it and that we see the value in that. Um, We love you and we praise you in all that we do. And in your name, amen. 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 Thanks for listening in this week. Just for hanging out with us, we want to give you a free gift. Go to withinhersoul.co slash freebie to grab your free quiet time template. This will be your guide during your alone time with Jesus. You'll journal your highs and lows, record your prayers, and you'll be able to express how you feel the Lord is speaking to you every time you spend time with Him. It's extremely helpful if you're needing some guidance on how to find a quiet time routine that works for you. And before you go, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't ever miss a new episode. You can also catch us at withinhersoul.co on Insta. 
We'd love for you to message us and let us know how we can pray for you. This is the Within Her Soul podcast. We can't wait to chat with you next week. See you then.